Thank you. Welcome to Schmears the Deal. I'm Nick Feynman here with Jake Seawalk. Jake, where are we today? Uh, we're in my neighborhood at, at Cosars Bagels and Bialis. On the Lower East Side, Lower East Manhattan. Side. Very excited about it. We are very excited about it. Today, we have an interview with one of the owners of Cozar's Bialis, Dave Zablocki. We're going to do our recurring che- segment, Mention Schmuck of the Week. We'll review the big short. We'll break down a little bit of Kanye West. Is he crazy? Is he a genius? And we'll talk about some other people in context yeah. with that. Is that that's a good, good rundown, you'd good. say? Yeah. <laughs> and just a quick plug for us. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes and review if you like it. We are here at Cozar's today, uh, which is just been rebuilt, but we're sort of we're sitting at the front of the store at the counter. Jake, do you want to describe the store a little bit if possible? Yeah, so you walk in, and as soon as you walk in, you notice a uh, please take a number ticket dispenser above an entire display of Bialis follow behind it a display of bagels fish mirror and then at the back wall there's a uh, clear glass and you can see them uh, baking baking everything uh, right in front of your very eyes and we've actually been saying since the moment we stepped in here how cool we thought this store was uh, and that's in big thanks to one of the new owners of Kozar's Dave Zablocki who joins us now Dave how you doing I'm doing well thanks Nick Thanks uh, so much for sitting down with us today. Uh, Uh, No problem. He has also joined us at the counter at the front. So, Dave, I guess we can just ask, you're a new, you, when did you become an owner of Kozar's and how did you sort of go about restarting what was such a great tradition here on the Lower East Side? Well, uh, Nick, uh, you know, about three years ago, my partner and I, Evan Ginniger, uh, we took over Kozar's from uh, previous owners who were a local Orthodox family. And they had had it from fifth, for the last 15 years after the Kozar family uh, stepped away from the business. You know, my partner and I are both longtime New Yorkers. Uh, I'm a fourth generation New Yorker myself. My family comes out of Poland from world, pre-World War I. And uh, Evan also grew up here on, the, you know, I think originally here on the Lower East Side. Awesome. And yeah, and we uh, were really excited uh, to be able to be stewards of this brand. So about three years ago, there was an opportunity to take over. And uh, we put our heads together and we said, wow, what an iconic New York brand. How, how did you know Evan? Evan and I met through a mutual friend. Uh, we're both a, we were both onto food entrepreneurs. Uh, actually, we both had ice cream adventures prior to this. So it was kind of funny. Um, and we, a mutual friend had linked us together. And, uh, you know, we were looking at some other things. And uh, this just was the right feel. And we said, we can't let this go extinct. And this was days away from becoming a museum honestly and we stepped in and said we can turn this sleepy brand into something huge and i mean as soon as you can step in you can tell there was a pretty specific vision for it and i'm pretty interested to hear where that came from yeah absolutely i mean we you know you buy a business that's 80 years old this year as a matter of fact happy birthday thank you thank you you're welcome yeah 80, 80 years in the bialy and bagel business is no small feat in New York City. And uh, we plan to be here for at least another 80. And we weren't gonna be able to do that without this vision you see in front of you. So, so what changed? And also, and then along with that, I guess, what is the hardest part about restarting or re-jumping a brand like this? Sure, there's you know so much that goes on. It's, it's so dynamic, right? These neighborhoods change. We're gonna break into the Bialy, sorry. Yeah, as please we keep no. going. That's, uh, so we got, we got a traditional Bialy with on, onion Bialy, is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, onion with uh, just butter. 
Yep, that's right. the way to do it. Sorry, re- restarting the business. We yeah. sort of a tradition for us. No, this is m- much more important than my story. Is you guys enjoying that Bialy? For it's sure. great, by the way. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, the 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 thing here is, you know, you have this sleepy eighty-year-old brand that just needed a little bit of love and the right kind of management, and we knew this brand could be tremendous. So we stepped in a few years ago. We were very patient with the brand. We watched the neighborhood, watched the people, made sure that we were here to rescue it, you know, not turn it into something corporate, not turn it into... Has the recipe stayed the same? Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, We've done all our due diligence to make sure we're using the oldest, most authentic recipes, both for bagels and bialis. So everything here has no preservatives of any kind. We don't use any dough conditioners, no chemicals. I mean, that does mean it's a shorter shelf life, but it's fresh bread. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. I was here two weekends ago, and you literally could not stand in the (laughs) store. So I don't think shelf life is is really one of your concerns right now. No, no, no. And it it shouldn't be. I mean, this is New York City. This is a, a, a magical place where you should be able to get fresh, hot bread all day long and not have to worry about sticking it in the freezer and will it be here tomorrow we're going to be here tomorrow and the bread will be hot again at 6 a.m you guys are making your own schmear now too that's correct was, was that uh, something that was being done before as well or, or no that's no new. yeah it's, that's new you know part of growing this brand and growing this vision again back to the original question of how do you relaunch you know rebrand blow some fire under this smoldering brand and really get it ablaze again and that is think about the neighborhood think about where it's changing how it's evolving and being part of not just the past and honoring that past but recognizing the future and catering to the future and one of the things that we had the opportunity here was to say hey we're going to make all of our stuff in-house we're going to get away from chemicals Yeah, thank you. Away from chemicals, away from preservatives. We're going to make it fresh. We're going to buy the best ingredients we can. With that said, I wanted to make my own cream cheese. The opportunity came up to acquire the brand Schmears. And I said, you know, we love that name. Yeah, how could you not? I mean, it's, and, and yes, I mean, you know, so uh, I, you know, my partner looked at me and he goes, what do you think? I said, what do I think? I was like, buy it. Let's, let's do that. So, you know, I mean, no doubt Kozar's cream cheese could have had a life of its own, but Schmears is just powerful. I How mean, about the fish? How, what are you guys doing with the fish? So, so the fish is, uh, you know, a lot of it is being done by uh, the Smokehouse of New York, which is up in Westchester. They're an awesome partner to have. Uh, these guys make nothing frozen. Everything, again, is fresh. You know, we wanted to get with the best. Are they doing anything specifically with you guys? Yeah, and that's and that's that's a, they're st- awesome strategic partner. You know, turned around to Brett, the owner up there, and I said, you know, I want to do something that's special just for us. He goes, What are you talking about? I go, You know, we're we're kosher style. I said, You know, we're not going to have we want to have a breakfast grill, but I, I can't have breakfast meats in that right. sense. I said, What about making a smoked salmon that's almost like bacon? He goes, What do you mean? So we started banging it around between the two of us back and forth while we were closed. And we came up with a molasses-cured, double-smoked salmon. And we're calling it Kozar's Signature Smoked Salmon. And he's adding that to his, you know, array of products. And he does that for other people, you know, Mario Batali. He does Ming Sao. So we've added to that list of celebrity chefs who kind of turned to him to make their smoked salmon. He now has Kozar's Signature Smoked Salmon in his, his quarry of, you know, awesome 
you know, custom-made stands and stuff. Well, along those lines, is that your favorite new item? What is your favorite thing you guys have sort of launched since relaunching? Yeah, I mean, it is by far one of those things. I mean, the, the whole Schmears brand itself is is just awesome, you know? And I, I really try to come up with some cream cheese flavors that you're not going to find elsewhere. Such as? Such as, you know, one of my favorite things is an everything bagel. But when you dress sharp, like you two gentlemen are here today, <laughs> you don't want to make a mess of yourselves, right? You get those seeds all over yourself, and you're like, man, it, it's worth it. But I said, why not mix all that everything bagel seed into the cream cheese? Now you can have a plain bagel, and all that flavor is in the cream cheese. So now you have less mess with all the flavor. So that, that's one of my favorites. You know, obviously, you know, things like... Um, you know, roasted jalapeno and capers. You know, we're doing a horseradish and pickles. That's like, awesome. yeah, That's I mean, really trying to keep it now indigenous, you know, cultural flavors, combining them, putting them together, see what works. And again, things you're not going to find elsewhere. And we also did it in a price point that we're the neighborhood store. We didn't want to be overly priced. It's awesome walking in and seeing $1 next to the Bialis. Isn't that great? It's and awesome. the bagels are a dollar. And you can come in here, I'm telling you, where else can you find a bagel with a schmear? And smoked salmon on it for like seven fifty. I was blown away by that, actually. I was looking yeah. at the prices on your menu last yeah. night. And I also, the one thing I'll say is the thing I've heard about the most since you guys have reopened is that everything bagel cream cheese. A couple of people recommended it to me, and I've also read about it some online, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, it's just clever. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it just it makes sense. Makes sense, right? I mean, I can't believe it wasn't done 20 years ago and it wasn't everywhere. So, I mean, that's just the way we think, right? We think simple, but we think clean, we think wholesome, and we're thinking cultural, right? Let's keep it Jewish appetizing. Let's keep it neighborhood. But let's also make it so it appeals to a much savvier customer, which today, thanks to the Food Network and guys like you being out there and getting it out there, that our customers are so much more educated. We can kind of push the, ev the edge a little bit, and that's why now I feel comfortable doing uh, you know, whole wheat bialis and <laughs> olive tapenade bialis and sun-dried tomato pesto bialis because you know, it's not just where there was like you know, a person came in and went, what's a biali? And today they're, they're much more educated, and I can cut that edge a little bit harder, and people are like, thanks. So to answer that question, and, and to just because a bialy is different than a bagel, and th this is, I mean, you're the home of bialy's here. Amen. And just tell us a little bit about what separates bialy's from bagels, the how they're baked differently, sure. et cetera. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it is a completely different piece of bread. What you're talking about here is, uh, for a lack of better definition, I'm going to call it a Jewish English muffin, right? <laughs> it's, it, is, it is a freshly baked piece of bread that's super simple. It's got no fat. It's got no sugar. So you're talking about flour, salt, yeast, and water. Doesn't get any simpler than that. Now, the lore of the Bialy is you had some really poor Jewish, Polish baker back in the day making bread, and the apprentice dropped a piece of bread on the floor. The master baker backed up, stepped on it with his heel, made a dirty mark <laughs> in it, and, and the apprentice is like, wow, I'm going to get in trouble here. So what does he do? He takes some onions and schmears the, across the dirty spot with the indentation in the middle, and the bali was born. <laughs> now, what does that teach us? Waste not, want not, right? So everything has a purpose, everything has its place. Now, it's just a lore, but it's a great story. It was a fresh piece of bread that these people counted on for daily substance. You know, I'm told... Back in the height of the Bialy in, in Bialy Stock Poland, they were, every corner had hot Bialy's, you know, and they would literally run from one corner to the other. And these people lived on this bread. 
Now, to think that in Bialystok, Poland today, there's no Jewish people to speak of. They don't know what a Bialy piece of bread is, or as I'm told, it was called a kuchen. And I think that's Yiddish for, you know, they call these kuchen kitchens. And they were just like, you know, fresh bread bakeries. Are they, are they boiled? No. Not, and that's, so and that's not like Just a fresh, right. It's just a fresh piece of bread. So they're mixed. They're, we ball them up into like little balls. And then we even, we, we get them to, ra- to rise in a very traditional way. Nowadays, you have modern things like proof boxes. We don't use a proof box. We actually stack them in wood boxes that we make to our dimensions. And we stack them on top of each other. This causes almost a chimney of heat, and they get wow. to rise, and they're right. The temperature rises, and out turns a nice, soft, like almost like a baby's bottom, a little piece of <laughs> dough, and it's all done. It's so soft and tender. And then we hand-pull them, and we hand-pull them into that shape. It's almost like a pizza. It's got that high rim on the outside, really thin in the middle. It is a high gluten flour, not quite as high of a protein level as you say uh, you know, a bagel would be, but still pretty, pretty uh, serious gluten levels and that gives you that chewiness that nice but you have more of those nooks and crannies that's why i lend that word to that english muffin because it's got kind of the nooks and crannies and it's got that that way of being like a fresh delicious bread and each one is different Uh, they're all handmade yeah i mean each one is uh crafted by a human being pulled and loved and and you can actually where when you come to the store you'll understand but there there's glass in the (laughs) there's glass in the back that you can see it happening as as you sort of go or as you wait in line here. So yeah. I guess, so we, we've interviewed a couple of other, uh, other bagel store owners and one of sure. them passed on a question, Chris Puglisi from uh, Tompkins Square Bagels. Thanks, Chris, for the submission. So he wanted to know why the Bialy doesn't get its due in New York City. Well, you know, th- and that's a really good question. I mean, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker through and through. And I always grew up, my dad would always get bagels and Bialy's together. They were never one without the other in my household. But my thought is this, two things. A, there's a lot of sugar in a bagel. Sugar makes the medicine go down. As Americans, man, we like our sugar. It is what it is. So the bagel has that sweet appeal, right? It's malty. It's sweet. It's got brown sugar and or malt in it. And it is, I think, just quickly more attractive than something without. Now, the Bialis, I think, faded a little bit, too, because here it is. Bagels become this breakfast food. And it's not necessarily a religious food or anything. It's become this breakfast food. And Bialy's typically had onions or garlic. So it's a little, little more savory, a little less, you know, breakfast, right? So then you had lenders. Lenders decided to, to kind of do what they did with bagels, freeze them, and take them out of New York. And actually, it was in Connecticut. But he took them and put them out all over the country. And that really kind of opened up the nation for the idea of a bagel. Yet they didn't never saw the bialy like I grew up. There was never a bagel without a bialy. Well, the bialy has to be hot. You can't if you freeze it. It sort of defeats the whole purpose, right? Uh, yes and no. You can freeze a bialy. Bialys will handle it today better than ever. You know, you can if you package them properly after they come out of the oven. They're they're really hot. You gotta let them cool. You package them in six packs or like a nice kind of Ziploc bag if you take them home, and then freeze them. The secret to warming them up, and this is the same for a bagel. And I'll share this with you guys and all your listeners. But the secret is to use a toaster oven on broil, right? Because the outside, yeah, the outside's already nice and crispy, but the inside is kind of frozen. So if you cut it, put it, you know, the inside facing up and put it on broil, you're going to soften up the inside, which is going to hold all the moisture. Right. Right. And the outside's already kind of dry and crisp. So a lot of problems people have is they'll try to toast that bagel or bialy, and the outside gets even drier. 
don't toast the outside, just toast the inside, and that by, the, by that terms, you're also allowing that moisture that's trapped in the middle to seep back down into that crust, and you'll actually get a much happier product. So you can do it, it's just that uh, you know, people need to be educated on how to do it. And that's one of our plans too, is to educate people on how to take our products and take them home. And you, know, you wanna take them to Florida, no problem. How to do it and then be happy when you unfreeze them. I, I think I know the answer to this next question. What do you think the most important part of a sandwich is? The bialy, the schmear, or the fish? <laughs> it's like asking which of your children you love the most, <laughs> huh? <laughs> okay. Well, listen, you, all those things in the middle could be delicious, but if you don't have a good vessel to carry them in, it's, it's not a really good that sandwich. Was, I, that was my uh, yeah. predicted response. Yeah, it, it's, it's hard. And, it's not, and the truth <laughs> is, it's not just because I'm a baker and I own a bagel and Bialy shop. And it really is, if you think about it, and I don't care whether you're going to have a, your sandwich in a pita, a Kaiser roll, whatever. If that vessel is no good, you could have beautiful innards. What's the and, point? Oh, yeah, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I missed the mark on this one. So, yeah, it is probably the most important I, part. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think in the same aspect... If you have great bread, you could take a mediocre and know, make it and make and, it and make it something delicious, you know. So, so the bread can save everything else, but the other stuff can't save the bread. You know, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, to, I mean, to me, I'm a ratio guy. I like the crunch with the cheese and the fish. So I think maybe the bialy might be perfect for that because it's a little thinner. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a scooped bagel in your case. But, yeah, no doubt. I think the Bialy fits a lot of people that... I think we're, we're pretty anti-scoop on this podcast, I would say. Would, okay, you, would no, you agree, no. Jake? Well, I mean, I just think that... I wouldn't say that we're purists, but we, li- we, like, our, uh, we like our bagels and our Bialys. The yeah, way that they're well, made. Right, right. The way that they're made, which is... I mean, I'll be honest with you. I can't say I've ever had a scooped bagel <laughs> in my life. I don't see the purpose. But I'm just saying that's, you know, there's, there's chocolate and vanilla. That's why there's, you know, Fair. something for everybody. Fair. Well, but, uh, but yeah, the, B- the Bialy may suit that purpose for you just perfectly. You well, know, it's, it's that right amount, that right ratio, where every bite you can have a crunchy, delicious with the... That's know, our right, hope. Right so we are, we're actually we're going to try a couple of them in our next segment. Thank you so much oh, for you're joining welcome. us. This has been really great. No, thanks for being Th- here. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, happy 80th birthday, or almost. When Thank is you. it? When is it specifically? Uh, I think it's officially August, late August, early September, I think. Uh, we actually have uh, been visited by the Kosars or their, what's left of their existing family. So maybe uh, we'll try and come back around then. Yeah, we, I'd love to have you. If that'd be okay. You want. Yeah, All right. of course. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Well, with that, we're going to end our show. Like we always say, we'll do better next time. And stay toasty out there.